Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, happy Monday, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast with Jen, your host here. And uh, guess what? It actually snowed <laughs> last week. That was a lot of fun. And it stuck where I was. It stuck. Like the snow was on the ground and it stayed for like a good solid day. And uh, yeah, it was very, very cold. My flowers are all now dead, unfortunately. But I knew that that was going to happen eventually anyway. (laughs) But that snow was just a little bit too much for them. And we didn't expect it. Like it was not, even when I was looking at the weather while it was snowing, there was no forecast for snow. (laughs) So it was very unexpected. And um, yeah, it ended up killing my flowers. And we were not able to winterize our porch yet. So um, my awning is still up and it's uh, looking kind of funky right now because um (laughs) it got a little frozen but let me know what the weather is where you guys live you can contact me at p40ministries.com slash contact and get to know me a little bit better and I can get to know you guys a little bit better which I love doing and uh you know uh thank you for all the different countries tuning into the p40 ministries podcast thank you to England which is my second most listened country other than America thank you to America of course and to Texas uh New Jersey Ohio for tuning in and all the other states that listen in and thank you to Canada thank you to um to Belgium and Spain and Germany for tuning into the podcast and also I have some countries now in Asia and Africa that are tuning in along with Australia so thank you guys so much I appreciate um, all of the listeners from all around the world tuning in to listen to the Bible each and every morning so thank you for that so let's go ahead and talk about this we're going to talk about Exodus chapter 30 verses 11 through 16 Grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. This morning I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, When you take a census of the children of Israel, according to those who are counted among them, then each man shall give a ransom for his soul to Yahweh when you count them, that there be no plague among them when you count them. They shall give this, everyone who passes over to those who are counted, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty geras. Half a shekel for an offering to Yahweh. Everyone who passes over to those who are counted from 20 years old and upward shall give the offering to Yahweh. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel when they give the offering of Yahweh to make atonement for their souls. You shall take the atonement money from the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tent of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before Yahweh to make atonement for your souls. So what the heck is happening here? (laughs) And this kind of seems to come out of nowhere all of a sudden because we're talking about the building of the, the temple. And then all of a sudden God switches over to this like census tax. I find this really, really interesting because one of the um, the big questions I had was many years in the future from this, King David, who is king and well-established in his kingly position, ends up taking a census of Israel. In other words, counting everybody, all the men who were able to fight and all that stuff. 
God became angry with David and actually told David that he was going to punish him. And David, kind of like a little kid, was allowed to choose his punishment. <laughs> I remember my parents doing that to me. They'd give me an option of, of how I could be punished and they'd give me like several different options and stuff. And yeah, that was uh, fun stuff. But anyway, <laughs> God kind of like gave David like an like a choice of what punishment he could choose. So David ends up choosing three days of a plague of the children of Israel. And this answers that question that I had about that. I was always like, why did God do that? Like, why would God get angry about David counting the people? So this is kind of explained here, right here in Exodus 30, 11 through 16. And he talks about this census that when Moses and Aaron end up counting how many uh, people are in Israel, this um, tax was supposed to be given to the temple in order so that God would not become angry and send a plague to the children of Israel. So we wonder, why would God get angry about a census being taken? Like, why is God that mean that he would just strike people with a plague if you start counting people? Well, that's not really what this is. God was supposed to be the king of Israel. And a census, very, very typically all throughout history, is like meant to show ownership. So that king would count his people and it was a way of like showing that he owned those people. You know, his country was getting bigger. He has this and this many men to go off and fight for him. That is typically what a census is. It shows ownership. So there's like a pride in that. There's a pride in it. So when King David did that without paying this tax that was supposed to go alongside it, firstly, he was disobeying God. And secondly, he was possibly becoming prideful in the achievements that he was was making in his own country because we do see that Israel began to thrive under the rulership of King David and the fact that he went and counted the people without telling them to pay this census tax was in direct violation against the law and it was showing that uh, David possibly was becoming very prideful in his own achievements when in fact it was God allowing David to have those achievements uh, basically from the very beginning. So God is putting this census tax in place. And the census tax is not very much. It's only, let's see here, a half of a shekel. So that's that's really not a lot. And there's really no way to tell what a shekel was worth back in these days. But most people guesstimate that this was worth about a shilling and a sixpence in uh, English money. Now, I didn't know what a shilling and a sixpence was worth. But if you look it up in U.S. dollars, a shilling and a sixpence nowadays is worth about six dollars. So that's not a lot of money. But it could have been more. It could have been less depending on uh, this time period. And when we see this happening later on when Jesus comes into the scene, Matthew, I believe it was Matthew 17 or 16, talks about uh, the Pharisees were getting mad at Jesus because um, he wasn't paying the temple tax. I, I did a whole episode about the temple tax. That is where this temple tax came from. Is right here out of Exodus 30 was the uh, priest expected the people to pay a temple tax every single year. And that's where it was coming from. Now, it completely got misconstrued. I mean, the original intent was not for that. The original intent was for when a census was taken. Okay. And so the priests obviously made it into something bigger 
and uh, expected the people to pay this temple tax year after year. I said in that episode that it was about um, two days worth of wages, which it could have been. But as I was looking it up now, I don't actually know because there's not a very accurate uh, measurement nowadays to explain what a shekel was worth in biblical times. So by the time Jesus came around, perhaps it was, um, I don't know, the rise and fall of inflation. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, most people think that by the time Jesus was around, a, sh- a half shekel was worth about two days worth of wages. But I don't know. I don't know now because I've seen so many different numbers on this. But whatever it is, most people guesstimate that right here in Exodus 30, a half shekel was not very much money because of what it says here. It says a half shekel for an offering to Yahweh. Everyone who uh, passes over to those who are counted from 20 years old and upward shall give this offering to Yahweh. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel. So a half shekel at this time was something that everybody could afford because God mentions both the rich and the poor. And he's saying here that uh, when the rich people are counted, they are not supposed to give more than this half shekel. This is literally just a flat tax rate. The rich are not supposed to give more and the poor are not supposed to give any less. It was something that was equal value for every single person that was being counted here. This tax was signifying that every single person in God's eyes is equal. Every single person is equal and they all belong to God. So instead of Moses and Aaron or whoever else or whatever king later on was supposed to like do this census and take account of the people that were there, in order for God not to get angry, they had to submit ownership over to God. They had to submit their own ownership over to God by giving God this small amount of tax whenever the census was being taken to prove that they firstly were not becoming prideful and secondly that they still submitted to God's authority. God was in charge of them. God owned them. God was their father. This was the point of this census tax and uh, you know what better way (laughs) to um, prove a point to people than through money. I mean, money is very important to people, and God was proving a point to these people that uh, they belong to him, and even all of their belongings belong to God, whether they were rich or whether they were poor. God saw them all as equal. They were equal in his sight. They were all his children. Every single one of them were supposed to pay the same amount only when this census was being taken. Now, we see in the book of Numbers, which is why it's called Numbers, (laughs) The census was in fact taken and uh, God didn't get angry or anything because the people submitted that ownership over to God after that census was being taken. We see God getting angry at David because David didn't submit that ownership over to God by reminding the people to pay this census tax to the temple for God and to, you know, submit their ownership over to God at that point. So um, it does say here that uh, it's also called atonement money. But in verse 16, it says here that every single bit of this money was supposed to be given to the temple. And the temple would use that money to um, to buy the stuff they needed, to pay the uh, artisans, to, I don't know, whatever they needed. The temple would use that money to continue to run. And I do think that that is important to recognize as well, is that the temple did need money to run. You know, we often think like, oh, you know, God was 
taking care of the temple's every need. Well, yeah, he was, but he was doing it in the form of money. So I think sometimes we fall into this whole thing of like, oh, we don't have to give the church money because God will provide. I've heard people say that before. And I don't think that that is 100% accurate. Yes, God will provide, but he often provides through money. So it is important to give money. And God talks about giving tithes all throughout scripture. And in fact, um, Malachi, there's a verse that says, test God in this. Like test God in your giving. It's the only time pretty much in scripture that God tells us to test him, that he will provide for us if we actually give tithes to the church. Isn't that interesting? So God does tell us to tithe. And uh, it is important to him. In fact, he, it says in the Bible that God loves, actually loves a cheerful giver. God loves people who cheerfully give and are not afraid or not stingy or not, you know, holding on to that ownership that they think they have of that money because God is saying, look, it's all mine. Even if you think that you own it, it's not yours. And that's the other thing. Man, I, my mind is just blown now. <laughs> There's so much stuff you could talk about with all this. But yeah, I mean, we're not supposed to be holding on to that ownership that we feel we have with that money. God is saying through this census tax and through scripture with tithes and stuff that, you know, giving is important. Now, of course, that being said, in the times of Jesus with the temple tax that the priests were expecting from the people, they were forcing that money out of the people and uh, possibly censuses weren't being taken. So yeah, I mean, they were twisting what God had to say here by demanding that money and acting like they were on the same level as God in a sense, because God, yeah, he can make demands of us. It's, <laughs> it's all his. So when he makes this demand of the people here for the census tax, he's saying like, look, you don't have ownership and the temple does need to survive. So this tax, whenever a census is being taken, is going to help the temple. So there was purpose for it. It wasn't just God demanding money out of the people uh, because he wanted to do that. No, there was absolutely purpose for every single thing God does. There's always a purpose for it. And the purpose here was to kind of loosen that pride that the people might have and also to continue to support the temple, the various ministries that the priests would be doing and the serving that they would be doing. And that would be benefiting the entire population of Israel by having that temple there. Having the temple there was a huge, huge benefit to the people. I've talked about that quite a few times because God's presence was literally inside of that temple. And he said to the people that when my presence is here among you and you are following what you should be doing and, you know, having that community with each other and taking care of each other, like I I command you guys to do and being respectful of other people, you know, that is going to be a huge benefit to you because I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take away diseases from you. I'm going to bless you monetarily and through your uh, through your cattle and whatever else you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was it was important for the temple to stay there and the temple to stay intact and for the people to continue to do what they were doing. And part of God protecting the temple was through this census tax. And so that's another reason why this census tax was so important for the people to pay when they were counted. 
Firstly, get rid of the false sense of ownership that they believe they had. Secondly, prove that all money belongs to God. Thirdly, to show the people that they are all equal under God. God doesn't care more about a rich person because he's rich. God doesn't care more about a poor person because he's poor. God cares about every single person equally and loves every single person equally. And is and it says in the Bible, God is not a um, respecter of persons. That's an old-fashioned uh, way of saying God does not respect one person more than the next person. He loves everybody equally and is um, showing that through the census tax as well. But also he is protecting the temple and continuing to allow it to thrive through whatever money would be uh, given for whenever a census would be taken. That money would be given directly to the temple and that would be allowing the temple to continue to thrive. Now, of course, we don't have anything like this nowadays. We don't live under the Old Testament law. But one thing we can take away from this, I believe, is the whole tithe thing. It is important to, um, you know, give. It's important to give because God shows how it's important here that the temple would continue to uh, to be able to do what it needs to do. So, you know, actually, my church, it's funny that uh, and I was not planning on doing this at all is like giving a bumper to my church. <laughs> I was not planning on that. But um, yeah, I mean, my church for this entire month of November, surprisingly enough, is actually doing like a tithe November thing. Um, it's the first time I can remember them doing that. I, they might have done it before, but I forget. But um, they're actually doing a 10% November and um, encouraging people to give 10% of their earnings to the church because, you know, tithe is an important thing and God talks about it. So, you know, it's not just us giving our money away willy-nilly. You know, God is going to do something with that money. He might be able to bless somebody through it. He might be able to um, start a new ministry with it. You never know where that money is going to go, but God knows and he will bless you for it is what it says in scripture in Malachi to test God and give and just see how God will bless you in that way. But I do want to mention, it might not always be monetarily God blesses you in. But anyway, <laughs> that's a subject for a different day. But it could be something else. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I hope that, uh, you know, you you learned something from this. You gained something from this. I hope that... Um, you know, this touched you in some way or possibly even convicted you. And if it did, share it on your social media platforms. Let people know that this podcast exists. Look forward to uh, some of those uh, guests that I'm going to be having on the podcast. Definitely. And you know, friends, I air an episode every single weekday at 6 a.m. You do not have to wake up at 6 a.m. to listen to the episodes. <laughs> they are always around. You can literally listen to Genesis 1 verses 1 through 5. I think that was my very first episode I ever did. And uh, you can go back to that one and listen to it a year later. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and that the weather stays nice for you. Happy listening and God bless. <laughs>